Up From Work podcast. My name's Dave Swillam. Let's get ready to hustle. Welcome back to the Waking Up From Work podcast. You're listening to episode 93 today of the podcast. And to be honest with you, this is the second time I'm doing this intro right here because (laughs) I didn't record, which is a rookie mistake at 93, but I did that. So we're doing this intro again because Nicole is an awesome human being. And so basically tonight I, I have on someone that is a a referred guest to us by Simon Taylor, Sea Monster, Good Boy Design. You might have heard him on the show so far. Uh, if not, go check out his episode. It was a good one. But he referred this young lady to me today to be on this show. And we chatted just like really briefly the other week. And I was like really excited and pumped up. So uh, I'm really happy to have her on today. So just as a, a briefing, if you don't know her, this is Nicole Garrity from Nicole Garrity Photography. She does portraits, she does scenery, and she is a mom. And why that is important to today's episode is she was working some stuff and, and through COVID times and all of that, we're about six months into her launching this thing. And it's just really a good story and and a lot of grit and hustle in it that I wanted to share with people in the community because I know that there are other people that are navigating some crazy times this year and and I just wanted to show a a awesome success that came out of those circumstances and share her story. So welcome Nicole Garrity. Thank you so much for being on the podcast and kind of doing it twice. <laughs> <laughs> well, thank you for having me. So yes, I am Nicole Garrity from Nicole Garrity Photography. I'm a portrait and landscape photographer. I started this kind of on a whim earlier this year. I've been a stay-at-home mom since I had my daughter two years ago and then needed supplemental income to help with the household, just to like help make ends meet. So I started working two part-time jobs that ended up being about 72 hours a week that I was working. Crazy. And when, so yeah, I'd wake up when my husband woke up at like four o'clock in the morning to go to work. I'd work until my daughter woke up. I'd work through her naps. I would work as soon as my husband got home and work until about one o'clock in the morning, six to seven days a week. Man. And then my seasonal job ended and then COVID happened and my hours slowly started getting reduced from my primary job. All of a sudden I was laid off. So I had... I had no work and I needed to figure out what I was going to do to make supplemental income when really there's no, there's no jobs available that I could do from home. And obviously like right now is not a time to be putting your child in daycare anyways, uh, because you don't know what's going to happen. I decided to purchase a camera. I had never had a professional camera before. So I spent a lot of time learning the camera, figuring out how it works, switching over to manual mode. And in August, I decided that I was going to go ahead and start a business. And I put it on Facebook, like, I'm going to start a business and this is what's going to happen. 
And I had a couple people reach out to me to do portrait sessions, which I wasn't planning on doing, but I was like, all right, let's do this. Let's, let's get it. Let's go. So I did as much research and watched as many videos as I could about portraits and posing and how to, what camera settings to use and how to do it. And now we're here. The in-between when I first decided that I was going to do it, it was yeah. more just like take a breather and take a break and spend time with my family. And then really get after it with these last few months. Right. Like all this stuff happens and you're like, all right, well, I am going to take a second and just figure out what's happening. And then just like, enjoy that I have this moment, I guess. And hang hang for a second. Right. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Cause that, I mean, that the hours and the, the schedule before is just insane. A lot. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> In, yeah. A lot to say it lightly. <laughs> so then this happens and this is around like the August time you're saying. Yep. And you launch that. And what you're facing is, you know, something that's so typical, unfortunately, of a really frequent decision in this country. Like if not, you know, like almost everyone has to face, which is just that, you know, childcare costs so much that it usually makes sense for one person to not work because of the it's a wash. It's like, it literally like costs so much for childcare versus what you make that it's like, so you have two years of kicking that off and it's really nice mm-hmm. to have that time with your child. So I would totally do yeah. that if there's like, if it's a wash either way, it's like, you're going to do that. But then, you know, you do some part-time work and things like that because it's also tough to have one income. So it's, yeah, it's just a lot definitely. of things that you have to navigate through to, to do that situation. And now you're here you, where you lose yep. the jobs and then you create one, right? Absolutely. Yeah. Cause I mean, if I had put her in daycare, I would be negative money after I was spending the gas to run around between work and picking her up and dropping her off. And then, um, without home jobs, like it was nice to have the supplemental income, but at the same time, like I had no time for anything else, but be a mom and be on the computer. That's all I was doing. So I just took in as much as I could of watching YouTube, going onto the beginner photography groups and posting photos and getting feedback on them. And when you go on those groups, you need to let all of your like creative guards and defenses down and they are going to give you feedback. And not all the time is that feedback like, oh, this is a great photo. Sometimes they're like, this is not good. (laughs) And you have to take it because it's, that's how you learn. Seriously. So I learned as much as I could. And then I ended up doing my first photo shoot the day that my husband started his six-month work trip in another state. So I don't (laughs) advise starting a business the day that your husband (laughs) leaves for a work trip. Yeah. But, you know, we're making it work. I have a lot of support from my family. So we're making that work. And um, he'll be back in a... We're halfway through. He'll be back in three months. And then we can go even further from there. So... I really feel that I don't, not that, not the same circumstances at all, very different, but I lived away from my wife for probably a year, about a year. Cause she was going after vet school. And the only way we could like make it work with getting her in to a vet school at the time, like all of the ways that it had to happen, she had to be in Tennessee and I had to be here. And, uh, it sucks. First of all, yeah. I can't even imagine also with the kid and also starting out on this new venture and in, in, in the world that we're in this year, that's just a big 
pot of stuff going on, you know? It's a lot. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. Okay. So that starts <laughs> off, you know, and then it, like, I see like between the Instagram, Instagram is like very heavy on like environmental yes. and like geographical and scenery shots. And then the website, or I think it's the Facebook is like kind of like uh, bread and butter spot for the business is like yeah. portrait focused. So yes. what, what, what goes into those two different splits in terms of the business, in terms of your outlets for those for it? On Instagram, I, I have very like deep passion for nature and nature photography. That's something that I've always been interested in. And I feel like on Instagram, that's where I can really let my creativity shine. And I also get to play around a lot more with my camera and my camera settings and see what my camera can do when I'm out in, in nature and exploring. That's also a good time for me to reset just mentally because right now it is a lot being by myself. Like there's some times where I don't see anybody but my daughter for five or six days at a time. It's just me. Yeah. And that can be a challenge mentally. So totally. being able to go out and go on a drive and go to the beach or the mountains or wherever, I bring her with me and I stand next to my car and I take pictures and it just gives me a moment of just like being able to breathe and thinking, feeling like I'm doing something for myself. Good. And that's what I share over on Instagram. It's just like that's my creative outlet. Portraits, I mean portraits are new to me. Like I said I started, I mean it's all new to me, but portraits are more new. Those I wasn't like I wasn't sure how I was going to do because I was like so nervous with every photo shoot like oh my gosh these are for someone else they're paying me for this are they going to like it and all these thoughts are going through my head the whole time that I'm taking these photos and then I started really falling in love with it because I'm capturing these moments between two people or between their family and I mean, I know that someday like these portraits are going to be hanging up on their walls, their kids, their grandkids, great grandkids maybe are going to be seeing these images that I've created and being like, oh my gosh, look at you. Look at like, look how much you guys loved each other. And being able to create those images is like, (laughs) like it's really cool. And I got some on um, like holiday cards, like pictures that I took. I'm like, this is, this is why I love this. I don't know. It's just something about capturing the moments because I don't do overly posed photos. Like that's just not my style. I like to capture real, authentic, raw moments between people. And I have little cues that I give people so that I can capture that instead of just saying like, smile and stand like this and smile, stand like that and smile. Like I don't. The mall, the mall photo. (laughs) Yeah, I don't care for those photos. So. I like to make sure that they look authentic and they look comfortable. So I think that kind of differentiate. Oh my gosh, I can't speak. <laughs> That's a hard word. My, There's a um, lot going on in that. <laughs> portraits from other people's portraits is just, they're very authentic in the way that they look. And I've received that in a lot of my feedback and reviews as well. It's like, I was so comfortable and I love the images because I look so happy in them. So. Yeah. No, I think like we live in a society where because digital has made everything so quick because we get things so quickly and so transparently because everyone can post anywhere a picture of something going on like that we do or do not like or whatever because we live in the society that we're at, I think authentic 
has never been more important in really anything that you do. Communication yeah. with people, with your art, with what you're giving for a product, with what you're doing for your business. So I think that's pretty awesome. People people appreciate that. They they're yeah. sick of they're sick of mall photo like you know, perched up, like, you know, and if you're someone like me, like I straight up, like, I just won't take pictures if it's like the, like, take your, like, I was like, dude, I'm like, I do this weird grin thing when I think like when I'm like actually happy, I do a weird little grin, but then it like shows like barely any teeth. It's like a, like, I'm almost like laughing to myself or something. And I'm like, I'm like, that means I'm actually happy when I'm doing that thing. Like I'm actually happy and that's who I am. But like, I've never in my life, like, smile straight up like that if i'm smiling like that i'm like in an all-out laugh like that that middle ground doesn't exist for me it's not real (laughs) you know so one thing i want to cover on here because we didn't get into it yet but we had when with like a little chat beforehand i just thought that that was like really important topic to cover was talking between the two of us like the different worlds of you said that your your family is really supporting you in this yes and when we talked you said that a lot of your family are are business owners. Can you tell me like what what is that what is that experience like in terms of a, a lot of people out there, a lot of people that listen to the show, I, I made like a comic on Instagram called like the dreaded barbecue or something because it showed <laughs> like a an experience that I've had over and over and over again when I say, Hey, I'm the audio engineer, the producer at like a barbecue of like some friend or like, you know, when my wife's family was starting to know who I was at the beginning or anything, the people who don't own businesses or don't even ever want to do that going like, well, what are you going to do when that fails? Or like, what's your real job though? Or what's ever, what's the difference between that? Because I've never had my, I have amazing family, first of all, not shitting on them. I also have (laughs) amazing parents that believe in me and, and all that's amazing. But like, I, I don't have a lot of business owners in my family. So it's been a different navigation for me and for other listeners, I think, versus having a background in that. What's that been about? How are you feeling that support that way? It's been really like, very helpful. Just a background. I come from a family of creative people. Everybody in my family is very creative. My grandmother was an artist. My sister is a brilliant artist, and she owns her own business and has since she was in high school. Wow. My dad is a blacksmith and welder, and he owned his own business since I was very little up until recently when he's like, I can't, my back can't take being under a horse anymore. So he retired from that, but he's still that creativity. And then my grandpa owned his own business in carpentry. So it's just creatives all over being able to pick their brains and you know see what worked for them, what didn't work for them has been very helpful. And sometimes I'll go to them and say, hey, do you think that this would work for my business? And they're either like, yeah, that's going to work or do not do that. So <laughs> yeah. it's been really nice having that support and knowing that I can go to them anytime. Anytime I need advice, Like it's most likely they've already been through it so they can help me out. Sometimes I do feel like it's a little bit of a double-edged sword because you also see like the the hard parts of owning your own business. So there's not so much that right. like fantasy dream of, oh, I'm going to own my bis- own business. I'm going to have my own hours. I'll be my own boss. Like this is going to be amazing. I've already seen like the behind the scenes of when you can't go out and when you own your own business, when you can't work or you have to take a sick day or a vacation, you are not getting paid for those days. So right. 
that can be really hard sometimes, especially like if it's a, a medical emergency or something like that, and you have no income coming into the household. And I've, I've seen those times and that's hard, but I've seen enough of the good times that I've decided this is what I want to do. Right. So, I mean, if that, if anybody is thinking, oh, well, I don't know if I want to start my own business. I've seen multiple businesses and multiple business owners go through good and bad. And I'm still deciding that I want to start my own business or I am starting my own business. Love so. that. Yeah. Yeah. No, like then, you know, you know that that's what you're supposed to do then because you saw the bad parts of it before yeah. you experienced <laughs> them. And, um, it's just like, I, I've said it on the podcast before. So I promise people I will not be a dead horse, but it's, it's literally just that principle of like, they're like li- life itself and living, like everything is straight up a challenge. Like you just run into challenges all day. You're like, you, you wake up in the morning and you like trip on something or like your bagel <laughs> falls in the, like in outside on your way to work or like, like just like life is just straight up challenges. We just aren't, mm-hmm. that's what it is. You know what I mean? So it's like, what do you want to deal with on a day to day? Like what, what things do you want to deal with that are challenges that like you're willing to deal with that challenge and like enjoy for the most part, even dealing with it because it's like, as the, the business owner, the buck stops at you. So it's like, maybe you're extremely fulfilled and you're super passionate and happy and enjoying the work, which is personally what I'm, I'm about, but there's not, there's something to say about knowing that when you wake up tomorrow, that if you just do the thing for a certain amount of time, that you will get the thing, right? Like yeah. that's a really nice feeling and, and that brings safety and that brings like a, a certainty and stuff and nothing's for certain because we just saw what happened with COVID USA and, yeah. and, and life right now is <laughs> not right. certain, but uh, it, th- there, there's, there's pros and cons on both sides. There's, there's grass is greener and it's just like, you have to figure out like what the right thing is for you. There's some people who can't tolerate risk and they, they don't like that like unknown and it might not make sense for you to own a business because that might ruin your life. But then there's people out there that maybe that's like what they're all about and that's what fuels them up and fills the cup and, and that's what it's got to be, you know? Definitely. And it's like the analogy that I was telling you the other day about Owning your oh, you own business good one. and being employed is like the difference between having an apartment and owning a house. Yes. So like when you own an apartment, you're, you know, you're making your monthly check. You don't have to worry. Like if the heater breaks down, oh, it's fine. You just call the landlord. They'll fix it. Nothing to worry about. But when you own your own house, if something breaks down, you have to fix it. But at the same time, mm-hmm. you're investing in something for yourself. So it's just like when you're employed and you're working 70 hours a week, you're getting paid for each hour. When you're unemployed and you're working 70 hours a week or educating yourself, you might not be getting paid at that moment, but you're investing in your future. Yeah. It's like when the sump pump went in my old ass basement (laughs) and I was standing in three feet of water when it was 10 degrees outside and freezing and digging a hole for a new sump pump to be installed in water, literally throwing a sump pump in a mobile one to get water out to dig fast enough. When I'm doing that, I'm not super pumped that I'm a homeowner. No. <laughs> you know what I mean? I'm really like, mm, maybe we could be like London. I could just like rent shit, <laughs> like you know. But at the end of the day, it's like me putting that stuff back into it. I know it's mine, and I'm like, well, I own it, and 
this thing doesn't tell me what's up. I just tell this thing what's up. And I guess I'd rather yeah. have that. I'd rather be able to put in this totally random solution to make this thing work <laughs> and have it be mine, you know? <laughs> Absolutely. Simon says he's renting for life now. <laughs> Simon. <laughs> I get it. I dude, I get it. I've been <laughs> I've been I've been in it all. I've been in it all. Yeah. Especially up here at this property. I've literally been covered by animal feces clearing this barn yeah. out. So <laughs> for months. So home ownership. Yeah. It is worth it. <laughs> it is worth it. At the end of the day, it's worth it. Yeah. So <laughs> I guess you were really passionate when we even first talked about it and we've kind of been chatting on it, Nicole. What would you say out there to moms that are like, maybe like even COVID didn't take away their part-time job or something like that. And they're like, I just know that I'm capable of like all these superpower things that I want to do. What would you say if they're like, say to them, like what, what what's yeah. in your experience, like opening, opening that up and being like all this opportunity that you've created? So as a mom and like speaking to other moms, we, we don't get much time for ourselves. We really don't. There's like very minimal hours, especially, I mean, working or staying home, but you don't have time to take for yourself. Like, and when you're staying home, you don't even have that like silent drive to work in the morning where you can listen to whatever song you want. Yeah. And you're not listening to let it go on the radio. (laughs) (laughs) we don't, we don't get a lot for ourselves. And for me, the first choice was, am I going to make a commitment to myself to do something for myself? And that's like, that was the start of the bloom for this whole business was like, am I going to start making time for myself? And I said, yes, yeah, I am. So that's where this started. And it has been very hard, especially where my husband hasn't been home and For, yeah. I've been alone <laughs> doing it myself. But at the same time, like my daughter gets so amped up about going on adventures now with me because <laughs> that's, I'm like, let's go on an adventure. Let's go take some photos. And she's like, yes. Yes. Adventure. <laughs> <laughs> that's awesome. I'd be so jacked up if I got that response from it. <laughs> Like, yeah, adventure. Like, yeah, like we're going to go. We found Thank you. some snowy owls the other day. So I'm like, yeah, we found owls. And she's like, I love owls. So <laughs> <laughs> we just, I make it fun for her. It's fun for me. It gets us both out of the house. I'm doing something that I love and I'm making it a business. So like, I can't go wrong. And then when I do my portrait shoots, obviously, I don't want to bring her on the portrait shoots with me because she'll either be, clinging to my leg or trying to be in the pictures. So I have Naturally. a family member watch her while I do the portraits. And I know not all moms in my situation have the support that I have of people being able to watch their kids. And I completely understand that. And maybe doing portrait photography for you right now, it might not be the time right now, or maybe you can find someone that. You know, it's going to take maybe an hour, hour and a half with the drive. And maybe you can find someone that would be willing to watch your child or children for an hour to an hour and a half so that you can start trying to make some sort of supplemental income or start trying to make your dreams happen. Because I think that it's important 
as a mom to find something that separates you from just being a mom. Like you can't, mm. you can't be mom a hundred percent of the time, 24 seven, and you can't feel guilty about doing something for yourself. You just, you you can't survive that way. So just go out, do it, make your dream happen. Don't feel guilty about it. You're doing a great job to all the mamas out there that are feeling like, oh, I can't do this because I can't leave my kids. You don't have to leave your kids. <laughs> so you're fine. You got it. My mom is just, my mom personally, she's, she's been a stay-at-home mom for I don't know how many years. And she is just starting to get back into the workforce now, like in her 60s, which is phenomenal. And it's because she has to do shit. Like she wants mm-hmm. to do shit. And I can tell, like, she is ridiculously smart. She got a, a crazy good business as a education from the Boston area. She's smart as a whip in business, and, and she's been able to do a lot of things. And I can tell how much of a sacrifice that was for her to give us that amount of time. And I know that that's the ultimate sacrifice, right? That's like yeah. where mad respect comes in where it's like this mix of, of responsibilities and being your whole self for, for your child and being your whole self as to yourself, literally to yourself because of what yeah. you were saying of like, I, I like someone in this chat said it too. I, I value that quiet time in my drive. It's really <laughs> important to me. It's, you know, like little things like that are, are really crucial to helping me like perform well at stuff. I have like to stay focused. And so I have mad respect for anyone that uh, can delegate those times like that. Yeah, you know? absolutely. So like you're like, I guess what I'm getting from that is tips would, would be to, to other moms that might want to go after starting something like this. Tips would be like, first of all, you know, if you have family, that's amazing. But if not, what other resources might you have that, mm-hmm. that could help you take care of them for a certain period of time? And just seeing what does that time look like? If it is just an hour photo shoot, is there, is there something that we can do that, that we can do? So like the first step would just be, you know, what do we have for resources to be able to make this happen? Right? Right. And then it sounds like the second one is not even about like, okay, what, you know, how do we make this work for the child? Now it's like, I need to, I need to give myself permission mm-hmm. to still have this be what I'm up to because I deserve it. And honestly, everyone deserves it because this is probably going to make me, if I don't have that time in the morning for that little drive, this is probably giving that back to me in spirit or into, into hype or like what I'm up to in and filling me back up again in that way that I, that I need to be what I have to do. Yeah. Right. Definitely. Yeah. Totally. So it's just, I mean, I think like the biggest thing with, especially moms is when you feel like you're doing something for yourself, you instantly feel guilty. And I know like with photography, I always feel like I'm doing something for myself, even though I'm starting a business and I'm making money from it and helping support my family. I always feel guilty because I'm like, well, I'm doing this for me. And you shouldn't, you shouldn't feel guilty about doing something for yourself just because you're a mom. Like that doesn't make any sense. (laughs) No one else would feel guilty about doing something for themselves. So, I mean, like you just, you have to take that time 
regardless of whatever it is. And if, I mean, obviously I advocate for putting it back into your business or your family somehow that you can, but make sure that you have those moments in your life where you're putting yourself first, which for me is my Instagram photos. And then secondly is my business, which is all on Facebook. So. Yeah. And some people said it in the chat, like you can't be your, you can't be, you can't take care of anyone else unless you don't, if you don't take care of yourself. Yeah. And that's so true. What do you think? Because like, I, I'm just not a parent yet. Like I (laughs) I, I was telling you that I was like, I have fur babies that like, I do treat absolutely inappropriately, like as if they are (laughs) children, like it's completely unacceptable. It's ridiculous. And I'm sorry to anyone that sees it, but I have that. And like that alone, I was like, look at this responsibility. Like I have to come home tonight. I have to come home tonight. This thing needs to be fed or like not go to the bathroom where it doesn't want to go. And like, that was like a hit for me. So whenever I'm talking to parents, I'm always like, I have no idea what you're up to, dude. Like, I don't know. I don't know how you're doing this thing. But like, I don't know. <laughs> you know, what, what, what makes people feel that sense of guilt? Do you think, Nicole, like you've been analyzing it and thinking um, it, like, why, why, why do people feel that if I do this thing that it's negating from this other thing, it's like a scarcity. Like if I'm doing this thing, it's taking from this other thing. So I think, I don't think that dads feel it as much. I think that it's definitely like a cultural pressure on moms. And I, unfortunately, I think that a lot of moms put that pressure on other moms. It totally sucks. So there's like, just, if you see a mom out there and she is like taking pictures and her kid is totally fine in her car and she's standing right next to her car, just like, like, great job. Like, that's all you have to do. You don't have to, you know, make her feel like, oh my God, your kid is eating snacks and watching an (laughs) iPad while you take pictures. What are you doing? Your poor child. Your poor child. Your poor child. She is watching Frozen like she wants to be. I want to watch Frozen on an iPad and eat snacks. I want to do that, okay? Leave them alone. (laughs) So I think that a lot, honestly, I think that a lot of it is just societal pressure. Like there's so much pressure from other moms on moms to be like, you need to be 100% to your kid all the time. You can't do anything for yourself. And I also admin for a mom group on Facebook and I see it all the time. And I'm like, leave her alone. She's doing the best she can. Be nice. <laughs> Stop. Oh, so you are playing referee in a group like that. Yes, and you're like I actively do. like working. <laughs> there is usually, usually they're all really good and really supportive, but sometimes I'm, I'm like, cut it out. <laughs> oh my God. Yeah, man, that sucks that, that sucks that other moms do it too to each other. Yeah. If you're a mom and you're receiving any like pressure about trying to start your own business and people are saying, oh, well, that's selfish. Just message me and I have your back. Like it's not selfish. You're doing something for you and your family. So it doesn't matter how much time you have to put into your business because at the end of the day, your kids are going to grow up and be like, wow, my mom put all of this work into doing this to support my family. That's awesome. Like at the end of the day, nobody else's opinion matters besides your families and your kids. Mm. So, I mean, obviously if you're taking portraits, you like, they need to be happy with the portraits that they're getting. So <laughs> like, this, this wasn't really what we were going for. You're like, doesn't matter. Doesn't matter. <laughs> Take good quality images. The rest of it is <laughs> like, 
that your priorities have to be yourself and your business and your family when you're starting a business. And anybody who is like saying, oh, you can't do this. And it's just like getting pressure from your family, but it's just from other moms looking at you and just tell them to go away. You don't need the negativity. You're like, <laughs> you're like, listen, I'll take all the snacks and the frozen. You go do yeah. something else with your child that sounds worse than that because that's pretty great. <laughs> go steam your carrots. I'll be here with the peanut butter sandwich crackers. <laughs> <laughs> oh my God. Does it get granular like that? Does it ever get like that granular where it's straight up like, well, I mean, I give my kid baby carrots and right. you're about At least the they're organic, crackers you know? and you're like, what's up? <laughs> oh my God. That's savage. I, I totally can't. I, I, I would be bad at that. I, I like get really mad. I get yeah, really it, mad when people start getting into your business like that because it's just like, I, I, I understand this. When this happens, this is not the same thing, but like the dog thing where people smash the windows in, I oh, understand yeah. it when it's legit. Okay. So just before people bounce <laughs> on me, I understand it. If people treat people definitely treat their dogs like shit too. So there's bad people out there doing that shit. But there's a time where I had my dog in the car and I had my wife and the dog in there with full AC on and they were living that life of luxury. They're cool. Like everything was cool. But they this person in the parking lot that I was walking past didn't see that my wife was in the car. So they thought something was up, but like immediately does not investigate does not even give it the chance to walk any further and see that my wife's in there anything is like whoa you killing that dog like like what's going on with that and i'm like (laughs) do dogs die in like ac with their other owner are we okay like do you need help are you are you lost right now what's going on but it's just like stuff like this just like mind your own business man like if i'm gonna do this and that you know yeah absolutely so pivot a little bit but (laughs) with gear yes did you have a camera before you started taking these shots like this did you start on your phone like how did this even start and like i know you you started taking (laughs) shots and you're like i really like this This is a piece of like my day and then then you started being like actually i want to do this how did that start did it start on phones like that or did you start off with like Uh, the camera you had yeah so i wasn't i wasn't as into it like if i saw something cool i try to like take an interesting shot of it on my phone. And I've always been told like, Oh, you have, you have a good eye. Like since I was much younger, it wasn't something that I was like really, really serious about. And then I was like, I'm going to get a camera. I bought a camera and it was expensive. (laughs) So I'm like, well, now I really need to know like how to use this and make it work. Or my husband's going to be like, what are you, why did you buy this? So I I dedicated so much time and I still am dedicating so much time to my gear and figuring out how it works and testing it and pushing it to its limits. And that's like part of why I started going out. And I go almost, almost every day and take pictures and whether that's, my daughter wow. and I are in my backyard going for an adventure, taking photos, or if we're driving somewhere and taking pictures. And sometimes I'll put, if it's not freezing out, I'll put her in the stroller and we'll walk around on a trail and something, or she'll walk beside me if it's easy enough to walk along. That's when I really mm. started trying to take as many pictures as I possibly could. 
And I can go out sometimes and take four or 500 pictures. I'm not even joking. Like in an hour, take 500 pictures. And I get back and I maybe like 10 of them, maybe. Sometimes I get back, I'm like, oh, I don't like any of these. But that's part of the process of learning. And you're not going to know your camera and you're not going to know how it works and what you need to add to your gear supplies unless you're taking hundreds and thousands of pictures and figuring it out. Yep. When it comes to gear, like one thing that I was talking to you earlier about is do as much research as you can about the type of photography that you want to do. And then also what, where you want to go. So like say right now, I want to start taking pictures of waterfalls. Okay, great. That's a great place to start. But do you always want to take pictures of waterfalls or are you going to want to start moving into something else? Like, are you going to a few months down the road realize I want to start doing portraits so I can fund my waterfall photography addiction. So (laughs) you have to figure out where you want to go and find the camera that works for you. Personally, I went with Olympus, which is a micro four thirds camera and it's mirrorless. So I'm not a very big person. I am not even quite 5'4". I'm small. I'm not very strong. I cannot be carrying around a camera that weighs six to seven pounds with a lens that also weighs six to seven pounds. I would not make it up the mountain. (laughs) Or I wouldn't be able to have my daughter with me, like trying to hold this heavy camera. It's very cumbersome. So that's why I went with Olympus. It's much smaller. It fits in my hands nicely. Um, If I'm doing portraits, like I can run all over the place and get all the angles that I want. And I usually use like a prime lens, which means that doesn't zoom in and out. It just stays stationary. So I'm the zoom. Like I'm going in and out. And if I had a huge camera by the end of the photo shoot, I would be exhausted. So that's why I went with that style of camera and why I chose that one. But I also read reviews on it for two months before I purchased it. And I watched like every... YouTube video that you could watch because when you're making an investment in something, you want to make sure that you're getting the, a good quality camera, first of all. And then secondly, one that is going to stick with you for a while and right. do what you need it to do. Um, and then there's sites like B&H Photo and Adorama where you can go on and you can get a really good quality camera secondhand and save some money that way. So I know like a few of my lenses I've gotten that way and gotten them secondhand so that I can afford to try out a new lens and do what I need to do while also not breaking the bank. So, yeah. Have you ever been to their store, B&H Photo? (laughs) I want to go so bad, but it would be so dangerous. (laughs) They have the largest, largest body guards I've ever seen in my life. I would never steal a single thing from that store. You will get destroyed. It's amazing. You walk past like eight of them on your way, and I was like, "Okay, great. I don't steal any. I don't steal things anyway." But You're I'm just, just saying, around the store if I like, did, okay. it would not be from B and H Photo. Okay, you guys have it on lock. You have that covered there. <laughs> Do not steal shit from them. It's it's scary. But uh, but you but you said you said a lot of great things, and uh, like I want to break it down a little bit. Like first first I have first is calculating what you need to use for equipment that you're not going to waste is like really, really important, especially if you're in startup mode, especially if you're just getting started and you 
don't know how much income is going to pop up at what times yeah. and things like that. It's like really important to make something the right decision that's going to get the most done. And there's an episode that I, I did previous to this that is like called like just in time purchasing. And there's this concept that I learned in, in school where it's, it's about inventory. It's about inventory management. And it's about uh, Six Sigma and like a very efficient inventory managing systems that happen in a lot of companies today. And they do this just in time ordering process where like the inventory for the day essentially like comes in like throughout the day. It's like amazing. It's so efficient for storage. That concept for startup creatives where it's like just in time purchasing. Like I have literally gotten gigs where I put the proposal for the gig of like, it will be X amount for me to do this thing for you. And then I knew what equipment I needed to do to perform that gig. (laughs) And when they did it, I went and bought that equipment and then did the gig or I bought it like on a credit card, did the gig and got paid and then paid off the credit card like immediately knowing that that could be used for some other project in the future. But it's just like you getting that camera. I was like, okay, I know that I'm going to do this. I'm going to step it up a little bit, but like I need to make sure that I'm getting the thing that's like, this is what I need for this time, but also for more time. It's, it's being very practical about it and not getting hung up in, all the blogs that are like moving you around to like things that they want you to buy. And like, it, it takes a little bit of time to like make the right pick for it. Right? Absolutely. And I, like, I talked to my sister too, because her husband, my brother-in-law, he did a lot of photography. He did my wedding photos. He's not a photographer. He's a scientist, but he does photography on the side. So <laughs> I picked his brain about like, what should I get? Where should I start? And he geared me towards the Sigma 16 millimeter lens and that lens, I can do landscapes with it. I can do all like all my long exposures. That is my favorite lens. And I was doing my um, portraits with it too. I just had to get like a little bit closer because it's so wide angle and so far away that, you know, if you're standing too far, you're going to get the whole whole body and it doesn't crop in well, Sure, but it was a good lens to start out with because I needed one lens and I could do everything that I wanted to do. And I have like a running checklist of things that I've figured out that this is what I want next. And this is what I want to add to my kit next, or this is what I want to upgrade. And as I can, I just pick one thing off the list. So yeah, my parents were nice enough of to get me a 32 millimeter lens, which is much better for portraits. Um, and they got that for me for Christmas, which was, I mean, very hugely helpful, but it's just like, start with the camera and the lens, and then you can add on your flash or get another lens to add to your kit. You don't need to get the whole kit all at once. So start with the two things that you think that you're going to use the most and then add on as you need to. And you can prioritize your list of like, okay, I have this lens. I really need a telephoto lens because I want to start photographing birds and wildlife. Cool. Get that next. Put it on your list next. And you can, as you go on, you might change your priorities of like, oh, well, I thought this SD card would work for me, but I'm filling it up immediately. So maybe instead of having the telephoto lens next, you're going to get a new SD card next. So just really prioritize which things you need because it's, it can be very expensive to get into photography. Mm -hmm. And I think a lot of people think like (laughs) 
myself, I went to the Noble Lighthouse a couple weeks ago to shoot the full moon. And let me tell you how embarrassed I was by standing next to all these photographers that have massive lenses, like the end of the lens is as big as my head. They have these very, very nice tripods. And I pull out like my rickety tripod that doesn't even weigh a pound. It's (laughs) flapping all over the place because it was a hand-me-down and it was super windy. So my whole tripod, like the whole time I'm taking pictures is doing this. I'm like, oh my God. I have my like tiny little camera, set it up with my little lens because everything's so compact with the micro four thirds. Yeah. And I was standing next to all the guys with like the massive cameras, like, Hey, what's up? (laughs) Did you school them though? That's the picture that's on your Instagram. That's like, that I think I did for our story. Right. I put that in my story, (laughs) which, which is nuts. Like that came out (laughs) wicked good. Thank you. Yeah. So it's just, you know, it is sometimes you might look a little silly, but at the same time, results. I can guarantee you, you're going to get good results if you know what you're doing with your gear. Secondly, their whole setup probably costs as much as my car. So <laughs> you have to you know, pace yourself a little bit. Yeah. I mean, I think that, I don't know. I think that people let that freeze them up a lot or they mm-hmm. use it as like a self-limiting belief that stops them from ever even getting the chance at bat and it's like with what you're doing it's like it feels not great sometimes like like sit like standing in like the jacked up diesel truck club when you're like the fiat like it's it doesn't feel great you know like it's just like it's like doesn't feel great sometimes on a moped (laughs) parking yeah 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 yeah. doesn't feel great you know like you know where you're at but but at the same time, it's just like, at the end of the day, it's like results. And it's like, yeah. if that dude comes out with like the 20 foot lens that costs as much <laughs> as like his third house, and then like his stuff is just total, total trash, then no one cares. It's like the tree that right. falls in the forest doesn't make a sound thing. It's like, if the tree is like bedazzled as shit and it falls <laughs> and like no one gives a shit, then it still doesn't matter. It just doesn't matter. Right. You know what I mean? Yeah. It can be the, 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 the best tree and it doesn't matter. I know that that yeah. analogy kind of came off the hinges there, but that's like, it, what, it works. You no, know, it's it results, works. man. Like your, your Instagram looks insane. Like, like Thank using, you. using what you have is really like what it's about. Like, mm-hmm. and I think that, you know, if there's anything that I can ever, cause I'm, I harp on it. I say the best way to be in business, to be in business. I say it like once an episode on here, it's just like, just try it. Like literally just try it. And the, the biggest thing is literally that, that judgment, because there are some of those people that are at that event that are thinking that, and they're looking over and they're like, her camera sucks. Who is this? <laughs> Look at that. Look at that. So, some of them are doing that and like, they need that for their ego and like, great. Like I'm, I've, I'm sorry for you. Like that really sucks to like need that, that bad that you just need that for yourself. And like those people, you just have to let them have it because like they honestly need it. And like something sucks that's eating them alive that they have to compensate for shit like that. And it sucks. And I feel bad for them, but it's just like a lot of judgment on ourselves too, where like there are probably a lot of people like, like today I'm, I'm trying to train for a triathlon, which during COVID times in the winter in Maine, is not easy because you can't get a trainer right now. You can't do really a lot, but I I hit the pool today 
for the first time like ever with, and I don't, I suck at swimming and I'm sitting there and I'm looking around. I'm like, everyone in here is watching me. Everyone's <laughs> watching me and they think that I suck. And like, I need to stop doing this because I'm doing it. And I'm like, I look like hot, hot trash. You know what I mean? <laughs> and um, to some extent they were like, people were watching me and they're like, holy shit, dude. Like, look at this guy, like really like kind of drown a little bit. And I also, I'm looking for a safety, but, but also a ton of them too are like straight up swimming and they're like focused on swimming and not focused on me. And it's like, there's a part of that where it's just like, don't don't worry about what other people think because there will be some that do and some that like actually mm-hmm. are not paying attention to it at all and just try it with whatever you have like yeah like just whatever you have just start doing it and 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 when you join those groups like that you were saying for feedback and they're giving you mm-hmm. real feedback some of those people you're going to hear people that you respect really in that exact niche give you hard feedback even if you're starting with something yeah. that's easier gear and it totally is a hard slap, but I mean, what else are you going to do? Like, how else are you going to get it done? There's like, I mean, there's people who will be like, oh, well, you're good for just starting out. Like, I don't want to be good for just starting out. I want to be good, like, period. I don't care, like, where I started. I want to be good. I don't want to just be good for, oh, you're good because you just started. Exactly. So when you put up images on a website or like a group that is specifically made for beginners and feedback. Like you post your picture, you post all the settings that you did. And sometimes people come back to you and say, why did you do that? Like, why did you use those settings? And I like that they do that because it makes you think. So Mm. after posting a lot of story, like a lot of pictures on there and getting feedback and some of it's really nice. Some of it's been really harsh and I've called my dad or my husband. I'm like, I thought this picture was really good and they didn't I'm done. Like it. I'm done. Yeah. <laughs> and, but I go through now and I analyze like all of my pictures now and I go through my settings and I think like, why did I use that setting? What could I have done better? And I do it with my portrait shoots too. Like, why did I do that pose? How could I pose them differently? Like if I maybe had stood over here instead or stood over there instead and that's, how I learn best. And I think that that's why I'm progressing quickly with knowing my camera and getting better shots because I'm not afraid. Like, first of all, I'm not afraid to put myself out there and let people say like, I don't know, this wasn't your best work. I've seen you post something else and it was a lot better. Like what happened? Like one guy literally said that with one of the long exposures that I posted in a beginner's group, he goes, last week you had it. What happened? Like, what is this? I'm like, ugh. I don't wow. know. Wow. <laughs> it's, not, it's not good. I agree. It's not good. Damn. So you have to sometimes let your guard down a little bit, especially when you're just beginning. And when somebody who has been in this field a long time and they're taking time out of their day to give you advice, put a smile on your face and take that advice and use it, like apply it to what you're doing because they've already gone through all of like the crap and they're yes. giving you really good advice on how you can get better, take it. Yep. Like that, at the end of the day, that's the only way that you're going to get better, whether you're doing landscape, wildlife, portrait, take it, take the yeah. advice. Yeah. The, I think I see it on like a bunch of like signs or something that people usually have around their desk and it says, don't fear the suck. And it's like, yeah. <laughs> you have to suck. You have to suck. You mm-hmm. know what I mean? And then the, like, you have to suck sometimes until you're good. And then 
it's like every time you look back at your stuff, you're always going to be getting better if you are trying anyway. Yeah. And then it's like the last piece to like what you just said, where you're like, they, there have been people that have gotten through it. So like, you do need to respect that opinion too. You know, it's just, you know, everything's been done. You know what I mean? Like Mm -hmm. we, things change with what's offered for abilities and software and gadgets and, and everything. But like at the end of the day, like we're very cyclical and like every song's been written, like everything's been done, but like every person's unique with how they get that thing done. So like, you're not going to be good at everything in comparison to all human invention and creation of all time. Like, duh, like, yeah, like I can't be Beethoven if I'm in music today, but it's it's also not relevant either. So it's like arbitrary when you start getting yourself so compared against that, that you can't function or can't take the step or try it. You know, it's debilitating. It's not, it's in your way for no reason. Absolutely. And that's like, especially on Instagram with Instagram photography, like getting your work out there as a photographer on Instagram, you can, you cannot spend your whole day comparing yourself to other people's work, but you can spend a lot of time comparing your work to your own work and seeing how you're progressing from there. Like I like Mm. scrolling to like when I just started my Instagram being like, okay, like this is where I started and this is where I am now. Yeah. But definitely take the time to compare your own work against itself, but don't compare your work to somebody else's because there's no comparison. Every photographer has a different eye. Every photographer has a different style. We all edit our photos differently. And that's what makes it art at the end of the day. Like if you went to a museum and every single picture looked the same, that museum would go out of business. It'd be so boring. Yeah. Mm, So art. (laughs) this one's also so art (laughs) this one's really art (laughs) exactly man yeah (laughs) so i guess like i usually have five questions that i ask at the end nicole unless there's anything else that you wanted to pop up on us we've talked about a bunch of different stuff (laughs) i think we've talked about a lot sorry guys it's been a roller coaster this podcast (laughs) no well i mean that for anyone that tunes in that's kind of how we roll here unfortunately (laughs) or fortunately i don't know i don't know what it is but it seems like you guys have been cool you've been hanging out the whole time so thank you people who've been on here last five questions you don't have to think like crazy on but if you want to take a second and like pause and like do a pause and like give it a second. You don't have to answer right on the spot either, but you don't have to go too nuts on it. They're okay. <laughs> meant to be pointed like this. The first one I get a lot from going through the episode with people, but I like asking it really targeted like this at the end of the conversation would be what makes it so that this is the thing that you do every day instead of any other thing like why do you wake up and do this versus any other thing you could possibly do in the world there's a million things that you could do why is this the thing that you have to do um i know it sounds cliche but i i love it like there is besides being with my daughter and my family there is nothing more than i want to do than to go and take pictures and create art and there's times that i get creative blocks but on those days that I just, I try to find something new to go take a picture of. And I think that I really need it mentally. Mm -hmm. Um, And I just, I wouldn't want to be doing anything else at this moment. And I don't think I would want to be doing anything else in the future because 
the nature of photography makes me happy, makes my soul happy, my heart happy. The portrait photography, like to see the joy on the people's faces or to get the feedback about, you know, how how beautiful I made them feel when they weren't feeling confident. Like it just, it's awesome. Like there would, there's nothing else I would want to do. Wow. What a great feeling to have to give someone (laughs) confidence. That's amazing. That's, that's the biggest gift that you can give. It is definitely like there's been a couple of people that I've taken pictures and I showed it to them. They're like, Oh my God, like, thank you. Thank you. Because I didn't feel like I looked like this. Wow. So (laughs) crazy. Yeah. I always tell people, I know that I'm not supposed to answer the questions because I'm asking the (laughs) questions. (laughs) Sorry, people. It's my show. (laughs) I just like, I tell people that like to that question, it's like, I like actually feel like I will die if I don't do it. Like, I feel like it's not even worth doing anything if it's like not a part of my life for the things that I want to do. That's how I don't, yeah. If I don't go out and create pictures, I don't, I don't feel good. Like I yeah. have to do it. It feels like uh, like your life force is slowly draining. It like recharges it. Like you have a certain amount of time. It starts draining away. You like get too far away from it. You got to jazz it back up again and be good. You know? Yeah. It's have my to go on a kit. run or a shoot. <laughs> yeah, totally. Yeah. It's like a stim pack and fallout for all you <laughs> nerds out there. Right? <laughs> all right. So along the way, which I know that this is all blown up in like six months or something. So it's a short way, yeah. which makes it a kind of a cooler w- to ask you because <laughs> we've asked so many people on, in different backgrounds with this. What is the biggest mistake you've made along the way here? What's something where like, if you could give the lesson to someone, like they could just learn it and feel it and like really understand it, but not do this thing. You're like, don't do this thing. Like that sucks to do. Not worth it. Um. So I think the biggest thing is like, don't start your business when your husband's going on a six month trip. (laughs) (laughs) Fair. It really sucks. Um, Very fair. But no, and I think in all honesty is sometimes I wish that I started it sooner, Mm. but at the same time, I know that I wasn't mentally ready to start my business sooner. Mm. I think, and you had touched on this last week of like, if we could start conditioning our children to start their own businesses younger instead of like pushing college and things like that, how different would the world be? And I think that that's interesting. And your um, guest had made a comment of like, oh, well, your 20s are supposed to suck. And it's not true. And like, I made a lot of choices of like putting, going to a bonfire and drinking over what I wanted to do. Yeah. And like where I wanted my life to go. And though I just like speaking to the younger people who listen and watch this. Yes. None of those nights were worth it. Like there, there was not one single night that I can look back and say like, oh, going to that party and drinking a six pack was so worth it. Like I loved being hung over the next morning. No, (laughs) it was not. None of it was worth it. And if I had just from a younger age, put more energy into myself, put more energy into my art and what I wanted to do, it would have been, I would be, first of all, I'd be a lot further along in my career than I am now. And I'm 28. And secondly, I don't think that I would have had as many hardships and struggles as I do right now. Like I would have probably put more money aside 
saved more money and, you know, put a lot more into myself and not gone through so many jobs and everything else. So yeah, start what you want to do, make that a focus early so that you don't go through the shitty part and your twenties don't have to suck. <laughs> like just yeah. negate all of the crap. So, yeah. And I think, yeah, I talk about that with when people bring up like if you should or should not go to college because in my field, it's huge to like not go to college. So like I talk about that to people who like went to college and they're also in this field and they're like bumming on it and they're like, oh shit, like maybe I shouldn't have gone to college and spent the money and be in debt and like whatever. I always just say like, listen, man, like I don't regret that I went to college, even though like it didn't create who I am. Like that's not what made me good at what I am. Mm-hmm. But it it was needed for who I was at that time to make it so that I had the ability to function the way that I do at this time. And by that, I mean that David at that point was not the same person and not the same. I was still like, I always planned for my life to do this thing that I'm trying to do. And I always had drive and I was the person that would like, I would work and like, I wasn't a party or anything like that. But it's just like, I wasn't mentally ready to like eat a ton of shit all the time (laughs) yet. You know what I mean? If I did that right away, it might've discouraged me and shut me down too early to play the game for the long term. Whereas like I, I got to hang out in college and, and had that time to do that. So that at this point in my time, this is the time that I'm supposed to be like attacking right now. I'm supposed to be Mm -hmm. on straight offense and it set me up to do that. Whereas it's like, Whatever it is for you, you know, if you start earlier, everyone should start earlier all the time is like the real is the answer, you know? Yeah. But at the same point, like if you're not the person that needs to, that, that type of person at that time to take that on, then maybe it's not the right time for you. And it's so right. like vague. And I hate saying that to people on the show who are like <laughs> looking for guidance of stuff because it's straight up. It is that open. It's just like, there is no rules of like how this shit plays out. It's just like, we're all no. just playing the game of like where it lands at. And you launched this because you were in a position to, to think that way. And then it's like the way that COVID fell out and the way that all this stuff happened. It's like now all of a sudden you launched it and like you're, you're on straight offense and you're positioned to, to be this person. It's just like, can't question it. There's just shit happening that we don't know. Right. Yeah, yeah. definitely. Flip side. And I think like, yeah. <laughs> no. Oh no, no, go ahead. Finish that thought. It all makes sense. It's just, like definitely there is, there comes a time in your life where you're ready to start a business and there is a time in your life where you are not ready. And I think that it all comes in different times. And I know like my mom just commented that college can go hand in hand with starting your own business. And absolutely. Cause right now I am looking into um, possibly starting going and get, doing business courses, but everything happens for a reason. Yeah. And there's, going to be a time in your life when you're ready. And there's a time in your life when if you, if I had started this business five years ago, it, I would have like made myself go out of business because I wasn't ready. Right. So like, I wasn't ready to have that responsibility. So, you know, in your life, like when you're ready to take on a lot of responsibility and you know, in your life, when maybe you're still a student and you're still learning and you're going to take it slow. Yep. I did that. I got, when I got out of college, I was like, I'm starting a business. Boom. I went out, but like, I had no, I, my Jeep caught on fire when it was on the highway. Like I don't have, I didn't have anything. I didn't have anything at all. And I was just like, I'm going to do biz. I'm going to do this. And then I I had no foundation to do anything. So it was just, it didn't work. I lasted like 
six to eight months and just did not survive that. And it's because I wasn't ready yet. I wasn't meant to do it yet. And the reason why what I, our conversation is like, if, if in school, like earlier, young school, elementary, middle, high school, if in school there were like programs and options of like actually looking at the two types of people or the two different things and paths that people can choose and implemented things in to give people choices and not say like, this is what you have to do is go do this thing that's linear and this thing to do this, all things, you just do this one thing, which is not true. There were options and guidance to say, you could be a business owner or you could work for a business and whatever people want to do, if you want to go be a doctor or a vet or accountant or any of these things, all that's good shit. But if you want to do that, you have to do this thing. And like that might involve school, right? To get certain certifications. But if you want to do this other thing, like you want to be a, oh, you're Dave at 15 years old and you want to be an audio engineer. Well then don't do that thing. Don't go to school (laughs) because you could just go learn. It's like a trade. I just think if those were in place, then maybe maybe I would have been in a position where I could have started earlier and my head would have been right to start it earlier. But because I didn't have anything that gave me that way to, to guide it, at least this is the path that happened. And this is what yeah. I needed at those times. I always make that argument just because I think that there's a better way to position people for the choices that they have to make when they are ready to make the choice rather than at this point in life, I'm, I'm happy with everything that's rolled, rolled out the way that it is. Cause it just, isn't, yeah. it just <laughs> Same. things landed the right ways to do the right things. And just, it, we, that is what it is. You know what I mean? That's why yeah. I always say that other thing. But <laughs> Are you ready for me? Flip side? Yeah. Flip yeah. side. <laughs> uh, what is the best thing along the way that you've done? You're like, damn, I wish I did do this sooner. Like what um, you're saying. The best thing so far is I have, I, since becoming a mom, like I finally found myself again outside of being a mom. And like, mm. I know that that sounds like weird, but no, when you're not in that zone, it might not be understandable, but there's been so many times where like, I just feel like that's all I am. I am a mom and that's it. And being able to be like, I'm Nicole, I'm a photographer and I'm a mom like Mm. that, like having that differentiation has been so helpful and so nice. And like, I feel like I can introduce myself now as a person instead of just being like, I'm a mom. Oh my God. (laughs) It's, that's the best thing that's come out of it. Huge. I'm a person. I'm not like this, like that people are not like a, just a thing. We're super complicated. We like are not, we're not that way. Like the way that our heads think is we like to like, put things in certain ways and like organize files and shit like that. That's just how we think as people, but like people are so complex that you're not just a thing. You're a person. So that's huge. Yeah. yeah. What would be a resource that you would recommend to the audience? So we've got a mixed audience, but you're okay. super photo. So <laughs> it can be a resource. It can be a book podcast, you know, movie like any anything that you think is a good resource and it can be just photo it can be business it can be life anything that you think is a great resource that people should be checking out um so overall business and my sister just shared with me a book called brand brilliance and i forget who the author is but it's um a journaling book of like finding out your why and like 
um, we were going through questions the other day because I was trying to come up with an ad of like, why should people hire me as a photographer? And she's like, or I said, why should people hire professional photographers? And she goes, rephrase that and think of like, why should people hire you? Mm. And she sent me a few quotes from the book and that I'm ordering the book. <laughs> like, it's oh, cool. so good. Um, and I think that it's really helpful for people who are just starting out a business. Another really helpful resource that you can get multiple, like no matter what type of business that you're in. Um, she said that it's by Fiona Humberstone, the book Brand Brilliance by Fiona Humberstone. Awesome. Um, and then thank you for sharing that. Another resource is Skillshare, which you can get so much information off of Skillshare. Basically, whatever business you're starting, there's a lot of business information, there's a lot of photography information really good resource. Um, and then also Facebook groups. Like I know it sounds weird, but Facebook groups, you can pretty much find a group for anything that you want to do. Yep. Most of those people already have experience in the field that you're going into or what you want to do. And they can help guide you through a lot of the ups and downs and questions that you might have. Um, and then of course, YouTube, those are Facebook and YouTube are free resources and use the heck out of them. So. Yeah, uh, there's definitely some of those Facebook groups that can be toxic, but yeah. there's <laughs> some Facebook groups that are like crucial and I'm a part of a bunch of um, audio ones. And like, even, even if you're not like always engaged with like what's happening, it like almost just helps me stay like with a pulse on the industries because I just see like really randomly, like I don't, I'm not on social a lot, so it's always quick, but like seeing something that someone's talking about that's new or like something that comes up, it's like so helpful to like keep an understanding of like what's happening around you and not just be like laser focused on just the thing that you're doing for that day. Like you need to know what's happening in the industry yeah. that you're working in, you know, those are Absolutely. so helpful for that. So last one is the easiest one. And that yeah. is where do people keep up with you? Where do people find your stuff and, and keep up with your photography, Nicole. Definitely. So if you want to follow along with my nature and landscape photography, you can find me over here on Instagram, which is at Nicole Garrity Photography. Um, and then if you want to follow along with my business and portraits, then that's over on Facebook and you can just search Nicole Garrity Photography and it should come up for you. Right on. All right. So anyone, I know you Instagram people are hanging out here. Instagram people or anyone when this comes out on a podcast, it's like walking a dog or driving or something like that. <laughs> All those links will be in the show notes of the podcast and Nicole will have her own spot on wakingupfromwork.com. If you want to check out those books or you want direct links because you weren't like sure how to spell her name or something like that, like all those links will be on our, on our stuff so you can find her and keep up with where she's at. So, all right. Thank you guys Perfect. for hanging out on Instagram. Thank you, Nicole, for being on the podcast. I really appreciate you taking the time to hang out and, uh, and chat. Thank you for having me. I really appreciate it. And thank you, everyone, for sticking in there. I know it was a long one. so. 